welcome to the Reminded Podcast, a podcast to bring you inspirations to rewire your life. My name is Chiara and I'm the founder of Smarna Yoga and Coaching. With this podcast, I want to offer you tools and talks to give you inspirations to actually rewire your mind in order to be aligned with your being to reconnect with your essence and to step into this infinite power that you carry so that you can create a life full of purpose and that simply satisfies you. I'm so happy that you are here and I thank you so much that you're tuning in today. Let's dive right in to get some inspirations to rewire your life. Thank you. Stages, welcome back to the Reminded Podcast. I'm super happy to welcome you today because it's the first time that I've invited a guest to our podcast. Her name is Lauren and we're gonna talk about money mindset. This is how I found her in Instagram actually and I feel like it's a topic that is more and more important in our day world today and which a lot of people have a lot of trouble with as well. So Lauren, Hello. I, can you introduce yourself to us? Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so, so excited for our conversation. So my name is Lauren and I'm an NLP practitioner, hypnotherapist and mindset coach. So I focus on helping my clients release the disempowering thoughts and beliefs and stories that are no longer serving them as they step into their next level of success and abundance. Wow. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about NLP? If yeah. a five-year-old would ask you, so how would you explain that to them in really easy words? Yeah, I actually love this question. I've never been asked this before, so this is really, really amazing. <laughs> so through my coaching, I use tools and techniques such as NLP um, in a most basic kind of form to help others create and live in this movie of their dream life. Wow. So essentially, <laughs> essentially, I help others decide what they want in life rather than what they don't want and really helping them break down any barriers um, that are stopping them from getting to where they want to be and also really helping them make that all happen. So that is essentially what I do through my coaching, using NLP, hypnotherapy, and all these other incredible techniques and modalities. And can you tell us something about what NLP is? Like, how do you apply NLP? I've never, never read about this before. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. So this might be a little bit more for a little bit older than a five-year-old, but <laughs> essentially NLP is, you can kind of think of it, well, it stands for neuro-linguistic programming. Mm -hmm. So essentially it is the user manual for our mind. And, you know, as kids, we never got this kind of book on how to use our mind or how to really create this this life that we envision living. And so using NLP, we can use the techniques and learnings with inside and really taking a look at the programming in our mind. And it's really fascinating because so much of the programming in our mind, our subconscious has been programmed 
from the moment we were born up until we were around seven years old. And for most of us during that time, we weren't really aware of what was happening, but we were constantly taking in all the things that we were seeing, learning from our parents, from teachers, from anyone else in our, in our life. And so when we get to this point in our adult life and we have these dreams and desires, but we also have this subconscious programming in our mind that's telling us, no, you can't have that, or that's not right, or, um, you know, speaking on money, like money is greedy, or, you know, you don't deserve that. It's then using these techniques to really go in and kind of, what I like to say is kind of like unlearn the programming in our mind yeah. to then rewire and reprogram to, again, like live in this movie, this dream life that, that we envision. That's super interesting what you're saying. I really like what you said about it's like a mu uh, manual, like the mindset manual. And yeah. it's actually pretty close to what yoga does as well. I think there is a lot of correlations, just maybe different terms and phrases to use it. But also with that unlearning and reprogramming the whole mind. That's super interesting. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you. So mm -hmm. what is money mindset? You mentioned money mindset. What is that? Yeah, so essentially a money mindset is your thoughts and feelings and beliefs and stories towards money. And why money mindset, I truly believe, is so important and something that I really encourage us all to really take a look at and uncover and understand our own money mindset beliefs and thoughts and feelings and stories is because money really does intertwine with nearly everything that we do every day of our lives. And especially when we become entrepreneurs and especially heart-centered entrepreneurs and, you know, we're selling things and we have a business. It's so important as well to really feel good about money, It have is. a really positive and empowering mindset around money so that we can feel just as good receiving it and getting paid for the work that we do and the work that we do oftentimes as heart-centered entrepreneurs is so so valuable but oftentimes we feel these you know subconscious programming around money and receiving money from people or getting paid and so that's why i truly believe it is so important for us to really uncover our own money mindset thoughts and beliefs and stories so that we can again relearn and reprogram our mind to have the money mindset beliefs that do empower us to live this abundant life that we desire. Yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. I think especially as how you call it the heart-centered entrepreneurs, it's really difficult to, to accept that we need to ask for money as well and to feel good about it because I also struggled a lot with it, you know, like asking money for my work and but it is so important because it is energy exchanging right so that was something that really changed my thoughts about it that and money is just energy so we don't need to think about it as this evil entity that's ruling the world but it is just energy do you agree with that yeah and it's it's really amazing too to really think about money as just this illusion because i was reading in one of my money mindset books that i'm reading at the moment and it was talking about 
how much actual money is printed and available for us and how much money is actually out there being, you know, people are spending and people are receiving. And so when you really take a step back and really think about money is just an illusion and we get to decide how we think and feel around money, like this, the stories that we create for ourselves. And I think that can be, it is truly so powerful. It is. How did you get started with that? How did you meet first with that practice of money mindset changing? Yeah, it was really interesting. But at the beginning of this year, I, it kind of just sparked in something in me. And I started, and we can touch on this a little bit more, but I started this Dear Money Diary. And so one day I just decided that I really wanted to transform my own money mindset. And so I started this Dear Money Diary and I said, I'm going to write to money every single day as if I was maybe having coffee with money and it was, you know, a best friend. And so I just started writing openly to money and just saying what I thought, what I felt every day. And it was really powerful because as money intertwines with us every day of our lives, I started to notice patterns and I started to notice how I was thinking and feeling around money and was able to then connect the dots to things that happened in my childhood and things that were still unhealed in me around money. And it was the most amazing practice. And it's actually something I still do to this day. And it's been months and months and months and I'm going to continue doing it because it's so, so powerful. And do you see a transformation in your own money mindset through that? 100%. I was yeah. just writing. Yeah, I was just writing yesterday and I was just recalling how I started with my Dear Money Diary, how I mm -hmm. thought and felt around money and how different it is today. And I know it's only going to get better. And that's what gets me really, really excited. That's beautiful. It's a really nice practice. I've never heard of that. So would, yeah. you, say, would you say that, for example, if because I, for example, grew up with a dad that was working kind of the whole time. And it, I mean, we, we did have a really good lifestyle as well, but I remember that he was kind of at work the whole time. So would you say that those kind of patterns with their parents, they get like reprinted onto us like that? from that kind of growing up, I could have that mindset of, I need to work hard in order to get money. Absolutely. I think that is one of the biggest beliefs around money is I have to work really hard. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I have to work really hard means lots of hours mm -hmm. to make quote unquote good money. Mm -hmm. And we oftentimes pick this up from our parents and seeing them work really hard. And so it becomes imprinted in us, as you said, And we take it on as our own beliefs and uh -huh. what we accept as the truth about money. And so when we get into this position of we get to decide and we're wanting this truly abundant life, it's then unlearning those beliefs and really grounding ourselves in the positive and empowering money mindset beliefs that will allow us to live this truly abundant life. And what would you say, like if a person now recognizes that he or she has this money mindset, I need to work hard, what would you recommend? Like what, how can this person get out of it? Yeah, so I would try to really look at 
how this has become a belief for you. So I would, before trying to ground yourself in a new positive and empowering belief, I would go back and really look at how you maybe picked up this belief. And if it was from your parents and seeing them work really hard for that, really thinking about, is this a belief that you want to hold true to? And also taking a look at too, is this a belief that is the like absolute truth? And oftentimes we can look at this and see other people as examples, right? That are not working, you know, 10, 12 hour days, but still making lots and lots of money. Mm -hmm. So we see this kind of contrast in, okay, well, this is something that I grew up seeing and, and maybe believing, and it's a belief I have right now, but it's not the truth. And so then it's really uncovering that and seeing how you think and feel around that belief. So if the belief is, I have to work really hard, I have to work really hard and lots of hours to make a lot of money, how do I feel about having that belief? And does that align with this truly abundant life that I envision living? And if it doesn't, then it's unlearning that and releasing that to then step into the new belief that will align with that. All right. I think that a lot of times it's kind of difficult nowadays, no? Like society kind of t tells us all the time, you need to work hard, you need to get good education, you need to do this and this and this in order for you to be able to sustain a profitable life. So I guess that the society and the life that we're living in our nowadays world is kind of working against that abundant mind life set, no? Yeah. And I think this is the times where it is that much more important to really ground ourselves with our truth. Yeah. And I think there's many similarities with yoga as well, but mm -hmm. really, you know, listening to your own self and really deciding for yourself because we can constantly be told all these things by society, our parents, others around us, but it's really up to us to decide the life that we want to live. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Another thing that comes to my mind is that, as you said, there are so many people or there are people that are working like three hours a day and they're still receiving a lot of income. And I think that the first reaction for most of us would be like, oh, it's like they're lucky. Like that's an exception. It's not the norm. And I can't do that. Or I don't have enough talent to do that. Do you see that a lot in your clients as well? Yeah. And then it's, it's really unpacking that as well. So mm -hmm. again, those are most likely beliefs that you've created around money that mm -hmm. people that make a lot of money or people that don't work that many hours, maybe three hours a day and, and still make a lot of money, um, just got lucky. And so mm -hmm. really taking a look at those beliefs as well and really seeing how those have become the beliefs that you hold on to true today. Yes, that's one. I'm taking a online course right now about like um, about this as well, but more about marketing yourself, you know, like presenting yourself and your brand out there. And 
one thing that really got into my mind is that a lot of people that are actually working that little and receiving a lot of money, all they do is they show up really self-confident. They are packaging themselves knowing that they will get that money. And that's again where money mindset kicks in because they only get all this income or they get this response from their clients because they sell themselves like that. Do you agree with that? 100%. And <laughs> it's really fascinating to really take a look at those that are successful around us or those that are successful that we see and how can we then model their behaviors how can we take a look at how they're maybe thinking and feeling around money or how they're thinking and feeling around sharing their offer or making sales and really taking those. And this is what NLP does as well is really helping you model the success of others. So when we see a successful heart-centered entrepreneur, for example, and they feel really good about sharing their offer and making sales and they're not working that many hours and they're still making good money. How can we then take on those same beliefs and thoughts and energy that they have so mm -hmm. we can also step into that version of us that we are becoming? Yeah, I totally agree with that. That's also when I started my kind of remodeling my money mindset, that's when I found you. And I, you were one of those first people that I saw that were selling or they were working in this heart-centered space. And you were talking about your income so openly and so feeling so good about it. And that's when it really got me thinking. I was like, well, yeah, that's it. You can feel good about it. You know, you can feel good about working in a spiritual or heart center, whatever you want to call it, but you can feel good about working there and also asking for money because it's only yeah. energy, right? Yeah, it's actually really interesting. I think I know what post you're talking about, mm -hmm. but I wrote this post essentially sharing my highest income month in my business. Yeah. And the reason why I wanted to share this was because I wanted to show that to those that have been following me for a while, that it's possible to get to this point and it's possible to feel good about making sales and working with clients and all the things. And it was really interesting because I wrote this post, I shared it and I got amazing responses and it was, it was so lovely. But then on the other side, I also got some people that were questioning me, sharing openly around money. Mm -hmm. And when this happened, I didn't take it on as, oh, I shouldn't be doing that. Or, oh, maybe their opinions and what they're sharing with me is my truth. I really just allowed myself to listen to them and really allowed them to just share with me what they thought around this. And it didn't stop me from doing what was on my heart and what I wanted to do. And I think that's a really important reminder that we can all remember is when others are sharing things to us, oftentimes they're sharing their own opinions their own thoughts. They're just trying to reconfirm their own biases towards whatever it is. And so I think that is something we can really remember is that again, like we always get to decide the life that we want to live, what we post, what we share, what we get to offer, how we make sales, all of it, we get to decide for ourselves. 
Yeah, I totally agree with that. And money, especially, is one of those big trigger points. I think there is like some big trigger points in humanity nowadays. And I guess money, it's one of them. So a lot of people will have their own opinion on that and they will share it. And I think that's exactly when this kicks in, what we talked earlier about, that you need to center yourself. You need to be with yourself. Because as you correctly said, also in yoga, we see that the mind, the ego mind, is always trying to reconfirm itself. So we have all these belief systems and everything that happens we're trying to uh, interpret it in a way that it reaffirms our belief system so those people that have a like messed up money mindset they will interpret your honest words and motivating words as something to to discuss about or something like evil or not that good I totally. see that too. Would you say that there is a connection in between the inner abundance and the outer abundance? So how you feel inside, if you feel fulfilled, if you feel like happy, do you see a connection in between this inner abundance and the way your outside life lives? Looks? Yeah, totally. I think so much of what we do in our lives, like how we do one thing is how we do many other things. And so one of the biggest barriers that I find with others is it really comes down to the belief and the feeling of I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy of this, or I don't deserve this. And when we hold these beliefs and thoughts around what we feel like we deserve or that I'm not good enough, it also imprints on how we think and feel around money. So when we feel these beliefs, we hold on to these beliefs of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I don't deserve this, then you can also see how that how that is with money as well. You know, I'm not good enough to earn this money, or I'm not worthy of of making this much money, or making sales be easy and fun, or I don't deserve this amount of money. And so it's really important to look at the inner thoughts and beliefs that we hold about ourselves and not just around money, but just as a whole. And then if we do hold on to these beliefs of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I don't deserve this, really questioning yourself is, is why? And when did you decide that? When did you decide that I'm not good enough or that I'm not worthy or I, I don't deserve this? right? Yeah, totally agree. I, I was so drawn into your words right now because I was like, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I thought it was so interesting when you said earlier today that it was like un until the age of seven, right? That you kind of reprogram, you kind of program your whole belief systems. And it's really crazy because all of these beliefs that I'm not good enough and I'm not worthy, they're already imprinted in our rest of our life by the age of seven. And by the age of seven I mean we're kids it's really difficult to consciously program belief systems by the age of seven so I think it's kind of it's imp impressive that you live the rest of your life or your whole life on the base of unconsciously programmed belief systems that's really interesting, especially now I have a child, I have a one-year-old daughter, and that gives me even more of a motivation, you know, to prep her up with all the, the good belief systems, because it's now that she is creating the rest of her life, basically, right? Yes, and I think it's also really important, this just came to me as you were speaking mm -hmm. on that, 
is to know that our parents and and others around us were trying their very best to raise us to their very best that they could. And one practice that I think is really important in when we do heal our money mindset and when we do really step into and we decide to step into our fullest potential to live this grand abundant life that we desire is to forgive. So forgive your parents for teaching you or showing you that you have to work really hard to make a lot of money or forgive yourself for all the times that you've maybe beat yourself up on all of these disempowering thoughts and beliefs and stories. Forgiveness is one of the most powerful practices and things that we can do for ourselves because when we hold on to this resentment and when we feel you know, disappointed or discouraged or whatever it is, these are just low vibrating emotions and emotions are just energy in motion. And so it's really important that we take a look at what are the, what are the emotions and feelings that I'm holding onto around money, around anything? And how can we forgive? How can we forgive ourselves? How can we forgive others? Because it's not doing anything for us to hold onto these disempowering emotions, even thoughts and beliefs. And so forgiveness can be one of the simplest practices to really take back our power and decide that I am in control of the life that I desire. And there's no one else that can make this happen but me. And holding on to these disempowering thoughts and beliefs and stories are not are no longer serving me. And I'm I'm ready to release these. I totally agree with you. I guess when you are still like, as you said, when you're holding on to these emotions, then you're losing so much energy, like not spiritual talking energy, but like thought energy, energy that you could focus on other things. Because if we hold on to things, then we're talking again and again in our head, while we could use that time to actually focus on an abundant life, focus on that we are living in fulfillment, and while we could focus on being satisfied and happy in our life. So this forgiveness, I think it's a really important step on our personal growth journey. What would you say for your, like now, if there's a client coming to you, do you have like a quick fix, you know, like something that when you see that this person does, has this uh, messed up money mindset where they're holding themselves back, is there like a few steps they can do as a quick fix? So one of the things that I always encourage my clients and others is to start their own Dear Money Diary. Mm-hmm. So start writing to money as if it was a best friend and as if you were having coffee with money and be really open and honest about how you think and feel around money and to know that no one else is going to see this diary but yourself. <laughs> and so really this is your practice and time to really understand right now, how you're thinking and feeling around money. And it's really important too, to know the difference between and to really think about how you think and feel around money that you are receiving. And when you get paid, because oftentimes we feel excited and we feel free. And, you know, there's these, this, these feelings and thoughts that come around receiving and receiving money and getting paid. But then when we think about spending money or 
bills that we get to pay, we feel stressed and worried and anxious. And so really bringing that awareness to, this is the first step is to bring this awareness to how you're thinking and feeling around money as it is flowing into your life and out of your life. And when we can really think about that and bring that awareness to, then we can start to really align ourselves with that money is just energy. And so I can feel just as good of money coming in my life, flowing in as it is flowing out. And then there's a couple other kind of mindset journaling prompts that I love going through or questions that I love going through with my clients. And I'd be happy to share this with you if you want to include it in the show notes or share it with with your audience and community because they are just questions that will really open up your mind to uncovering your money mindset beliefs and thoughts and then really grounding yourself in what I like to call your next level you. So your Uh next level you of success and abundance. And again, really deciding what that looks like for you, not what it looks like for someone else, your best friend or someone you see in the online space. It's really what money means to you and what you are deciding is your positive and empowering money mindset. That's awesome. If you would like to share them with you, I would be very happy. So if you're listening and you don't have a pen right now to note those questions down, we are around minute 30. So you can come back here to minute 30 later on to note it down. I'm really grateful for that. Thank you, Lauren. You're so welcome. (laughs) Oh, so do you want me to share some of them? (laughs) Oh, if you would like to, yeah. If you don't, yeah, of course. Right now, also do it. Of later. course, yeah. So one of the first questions I love to ask is, what are the five main money thoughts or stories you remember your parents telling you or showing you? And if you weren't raised by your parents, or maybe you were raised by your grandparents, or maybe most of the things that you find around money come from teachers, whoever was that kind of adult authority in your life or adults authorities in your lives. And then also taking a look at what are the specific significant events? So this is kind of a tongue twister in itself, but specific significant events. Do you remember from your childhood surrounding money and what emotions do these events and experience bring up for you. And I'll just share quickly what mine was when I found this. Mm -hmm. And it was so, so eye-opening. But I remember when I was a kid and we used to go out for dinner. And oftentimes we would just go out for dinner and we would get our meal and we wouldn't really order drinks or dessert. We would just go out to have our meal. And one time as I was sitting down with my parents and my brother, it was the four of us, and we made this joke that we were going to order one soda and four straws. And at the time it was this joke and it was, it was cute. You know, we were going to share this drink with four straws, but my mind and how I took it on was that there is never enough, Mm -hmm. that there's not enough money for all of us to have our own drink. And that we have to share this one drink with four straws. And I recognized that, that this significant event brought on feelings of resentment and even worry around money. And so it's really powerful for us to think about and bring awareness to these specific 
significant events, again, from our childhood, because these imprint into the money mindset that, that we have today. That's so interesting because it might not seem like an important situation, you know, it's just you went out a lot of times and then this is really something that programs your mind. I think that's an important thing, important point that we need to look at also those ordinary situations because usually they also have a really big imprint onto our mind, right? Yes, absolutely. That's beautiful. And then I have three more questions that I'd love uh -huh. to share. So what are your current beliefs and stories around money. So not thinking about the ones that you grew up with, but thinking today, how do you think and feel around money? So when someone says money, even, even just hearing that, like what are the automatic, what are the instant thoughts that you have around that? What are the beliefs and the stories that you're today holding on to? A lot of times then, it's this retraction, right? Like when you just said that, I was like money. <laughs> Totally. And it's really powerful as well to when we, when we have these questions and we're doing this kind of, you know, inner work to really think about how we feel it in our bodies as well. Like, as mm -hmm. you just said, it, it feels a little bit like tense or I, I feel a little bit like, you know, I, I sit back in my chair or I feel this weight on my shoulders, whatever mm -hmm. it might be really feeling it in our bodies as well is, is really powerful. It is. Yeah. So two more questions. So mm -hmm. in what ways have these disempowering thoughts, stories, and events played out into your adult life that are no longer serving you? So for example, I have to work really hard to make a lot of money. Is that a thought, a disempowering thought or story or event that you're no longer, that's no longer serving you? Mm -hmm. And then what are the three main emotions right now that you feel thinking about money? So again, when I just say money right there, what are the first three emotions that you think about that you're holding on to that maybe you feel that you feel in your body? So it has a lot to do with letting go, right? The, the second last question and also the last one with the emotions, it is a lot about recognizing what is actually present within you and what is leading your mind and then letting go of that if it's not serving you anymore, as you said. Absolutely. And so again, like bringing this awareness to what is no longer serving you, what are you ready to and that you are deciding to release And then as you go on your days, right? So maybe you do this journaling practice and, and you say, you know, these are no longer serving me. I'm, I'm ready to release these. And maybe in the next week, something comes up again and you feel these emotions or you have this thought or belief or story in your mind again. And so what I want to share with you is if this does happen, when this does happen, to really use resistance as a way to continue uncovering the parts of you that are still unhealed a hundred percent. So when uh -huh. we feel this resistance, we can use it as a teacher to really continue to explore the inner work that we still get to do to heal these parts of us. I like that a lot because what I'm always telling is that when you feel that like the first step would be observing, right? So you observe that this emotion or this resistance is coming up. 
And then the important thing is not to judge it, not to beat yourself up over that, that you are having this resentment, that you're having this resistance, but to observe it. And by observing it, you can actually dive deeper and not rejecting it because by rejecting you again, you give it so much power back to it because it will just grow bigger and bigger. So you just need to observe it, accept it, and kind of have empathy with yourself as well, right? To, to let it go, to hug yourself and say, hey, it's fine, but I don't need you anymore. Yes, absolutely. One, one thing that I love to kind of remind myself and share with others is when we have these moments where we're feeling maybe resent, resentment towards something or, you know, we're, we're taking on this thought or belief and story to really remind yourself that you are loved and, and you are supported and you are honored and all of these things that really like almost give you like a hug that you're okay. The, your thoughts are not you, right? Your so thoughts, important. You can, you, you, it's so important. You can always think of like your thoughts as they are just out in front of you and, and kind of floating by. And it's up to us to decide what are the ones that we're holding on to that do align with the life and the business that we desire and to know that our thoughts are not us and we get to be the observer of our thoughts. And when we step into that position of, I am the observer of my thoughts, this is where we really take back that power and get to decide, okay, these are the positive and empowering thoughts that do align with this a life, a truly abundant life that, that I desire. And the ones that don't, we get to just let them float on by. Yeah, I always use the, uh, the, the image in my head that they're all voices in my head. So I have this huge team of a lot of voices in my head and they're all sitting at this round table and they're, they're having discussions the whole time. And I get to choose which opinion I want to follow. So I get to choose which way I want to go. And the other one, like the voice in my head that doesn't serve me anymore, I can tell them, thank you for being there because you just want to take care of me because you're taking care that I'm not being hurt or not being disappointed or something but I don't need you right now so I'm choosing to go down another road that's my that. voices in the head <laughs> yeah, I love that. all right Lauren uh, do you have anything you would like to add anything you would still like to share so the last thing that I want to share is that you again you get to decide and you get to decide what money means to you so on top of the money mindset journal prompts that I just shared, the questions that I just shared, I would really encourage you all to decide and define what money means to you. So does money mean that you get to give more freely to the ones that you love in your life? Does it mean that you get to give back to charities and organizations that are close to your heart that you love? You know, really defining what money means to you and really close out all the things that you are that society or others are telling you that money means and really stepping into that you get to decide so in the same way that i talked about the dear money diary to almost just write like a page maybe if you can about in all the ways this is what money means to me 
I love that. I will actually do that tonight when my baby goes to bed. I will do that. It's a really, it's a really beautiful practice. Very powerful. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed our talk today, Lauren. So thank you so much for sharing all your your input on money mindset and for inspiring so many of us. It was a real pleasure to have you here. You're so welcome. I so enjoyed this, and I hope that. Everything that we talked about on money mindset, on living a truly abundant life, and really just stepping into your fullest potential, whatever that looks like for you. I hope this was valuable for you in some way. It was for sure. Thank you, Lauren, so much. So, <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I will hear you back soon next week here at the Reminded Podcast. And as Lauren said, I hope that you, you take a lot of inspiration from this to take your life into your own hands and to actually get to decide over your life how you create it and what you want to attract into your life and feed, cultivate into your life. So that being said, I hope that you have a really abundant and beautiful day today. And we will talk here next week at the Reminded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs>